gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the lovable, the huggable, the champ of champs, the Nathan to my Sully, got it right this time, Sean <laughs> Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm a bit tired. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long couple of weeks, but uh, I'm good. I'm uh, excited to be here, as always um to talk you know video games and the gaming industry and uh everything else related to video games uh that could possibly come our way in terms of news of course we are just two men we cannot cover everything but we do try and pick out the most interesting news to cover so let's just jump right into things if that's okay with you definitely let's go yeah because there's a lot to talk about um and a lot honestly there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot of things to kind of really be in my case really be upset about because it is i feel like um okay this this might sound really pretentious for me to say it this way but i feel like there are certain game development studios or game development companies to be more exact that are really really not getting what gaming is about anymore and they're just in it for making the money. And I get it. You're a company. You have to make money. And that's absolutely fine. But if EA and Ubisoft, in a span of days, both announced that they're working on NFT and get, and connecting the blockchain to video games, I can't be behind that kind of stuff, man. I can't be behind that kind of decisions. I, uh... I mean, it feels like EA is going back to the time where everybody hated them, like in the PS2 era, when they couldn't do anything right. And and it seemed like after that, they were on this rise of redemption, uh, even though that I think in both periods, John Ruckdiatello was the CEO, so everybody first hated him and then loved him. And then now with Andrew Wilson, funny thing is Andrew Wilson was a producer on FIFA, so that might shed some light on why he is taking this company in this money-hungry direction because FIFA only brings in a lot of money. Um, I mean, the, the Let's annoying... see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the annoying part with these things is that they are, like, you basically have Activision, Ubisoft, and EA, which are probably the, the three biggest publishers in, in the West. I mean, yeah, Take-Two, but... You know, they just keep on sucking people's money away with GTA. So I don't even count them. But like... We do have some stuff to talk about GTA, like a rumor, but sure. Okay, yeah. So like, I mean, they know how to... They found this magic formula on how to squeeze out money out of everybody. I mean, they announced that they they had a... Uh, what was it? Like 1.2 billion in earnings just from microtransactions. Yeah, from uh, FIFA and from Apex Legends. Yeah, from FIFA and Apex Legends. And I'm like, that's a lot of money from microtransactions and skins and whatnot. And the problem is, is we, the consumer, are giving us, giving our money to them. So they're like, well, if they give our money, they give us money, then we're doing something good. So we should do more of this. And then Ubisoft does the same. I mean, they have, I've said this in the last episode, they have live services and people put a lot of money in them. And the most annoying part is, is Ubisoft has some beloved franchises like Assassin's Creed, The Division, Prince of Persia, Splinter Cell. They have a lot of great franchises. 
And people kind of cut them some slack because they have these great franchises and generally these games are really good when they get it, get done and properly and so in, in, in the last few years get a lot of updates um but yeah i, think, I mean like uh, this will not go away this will only get worse and, yeah. and i mean we have to look to indie developers to maybe make the difference or maybe to developers from from asia or from the east because you know that's those companies are less focused on on what uh is it me is your camera frozen uh no i'm moving just fine so i don't know no. and i see my internet connection is unstable yeah hang ah because uh your face is frozen for me okay let me just put it in here uh can you turn the camera on and off again yeah, let me just do that real quickly. I oh, it seems it to so be. Yeah, it's 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 it better now. Yeah, it's okay, better it's now. Better. The quality yeah, my, isn't my, really good, but my internet kind of dips, so it might not. I might not look so great to you right now, but I'm hoping it'll stable out and uh, it'll be better. But I've made a note of it, so we can uh, edit it. Okay. Well, so like, I mean, it's gonna stick around. It's gonna keep stickering around, and I'm like. I'm lucky, and I think you as well, because you play PlayStation games as well. So we're we're kind of lucky that Sony makes great games and they don't do live services. I I do think they could. Could you imagine? <laughs> well, but like the funny thing is, is they want to. Uh, they are looking into it, but I don't think that they would do it in the. Let, let me give this as an example. Sony had a game on the PS3. It was called Warhawk, which was basically their own version of Battlefield. It had a really mm. cool story, really cool setting. It was going to be single player and it turned out to be multiplayer only, but I love that game. And they added content after launch uh, in for years and they did, did free updates in which they added stuff, mechanics, balancing, they even added guns and stuff like that. And they had what they called booster packs. And then a booster pack would include one or two maps and some new vehicles and um, some extra stuff specifically for those maps or those mechanics would translate over to the other maps with different game modes. Like that was the perfect live service because you could play the base game and if you wanted, you could supplement your experience with these booster packs. There were no microtransactions as far as I can remember. Maybe that those were too soon those days. I mean, like if they do a model like that, it's completely fine because they're giving you the option but like if they're going to go the Assassin's Creed Infinity route in which they're going to offer you these tailor-made experiences and you can buy them separately, I mean, like nobody's waiting for that because that means your $70 Ubisoft game, your $70 Assassin's Creed game suddenly becomes a $200 U- Assassin's Creed game because you, of course, want to play all those storylines, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm afraid that we're just have to go and to find our, our uh, what do you say that? What? It's a really bad analogy, but like uh, when an addict needs another hit, you just have to find your your hit, fix, your fix somewhere else, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's a shame, but <laughs> great. No, that's that's the perfect way to to that's the perfect analogy to use. The one that makes gamers look like gosh darn addicts. <laughs> we are in a way. We are. We're hooked on that amazing single player high. Or multiplayer high in some cases. That's true. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. It's just like the between like the live service stuff, 
which is bad in its own way, honestly. Like, it can be good. Like you said, it can be good if it's done right and it's done responsibly. But so many, so many of the big publishers are doing it in the way that is just obviously money grubbing. And I know that they have to do it because, you know, shareholders and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Honestly, at this point, I'm kind of like, mm, publicly traded video game companies are kind of hurting the game industry. Yeah. I mean, there are certain exceptions where they do try and prioritize the craft over that. But, um, yeah, I mean, dang it. Well, there was There was this company that recently got delisted like on purpose because they didn't want to they went they went private again essentially they were they were a publicly traded company they went private um dang i forgot what what company it is um nothing with gaming related but it was basically this company that was you know they were they were they were bought by a by like this big investor like bought majority shares and then he took it private again. And that's like everybody in the company is like super happy because now they don't have to worry about answering to like a shareholder to, to a bunch of shareholders. They just have to answer to essentially the owner now of the company. Mm, that's nice. Sounds like yeah. uh, something Elon Musk wanted to do, but didn't able, wasn't able to do. I'm, I seriously thought that that's something that he actually wanted to do. The way, the, it was like the to. debacle, right? The last year, I think, that yeah. he had secured funding. Was, no, from, was it from, last year? I think it was like 2019, oh, right? Was it? I don't, it feels like last year that he said, like, I've secured funding from the Middle East to take Tesla private. And then it turned out to be a hoax or something. Um. Well, and then the mm. SEC fined him and said, you're not allowed to tweet about uh, Tesla shares Tesla. and stuff like that, <laughs> and you're also banned from being on the board of direct, uh, being the chairman of a board of directors for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that was funny. That dude is weird. But yeah. his company makes good stuff, so kind of can't hate on that. Yeah. Well, sorry, company companies, plural. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, at least he's doing something, right? Unlike these guys. Yeah, but that's because and... he's like a visionary and he has like this specific vision that he's chasing and he's like, I want everything. I'm putting all my resources into achieving this vision, which is, for example, putting man on Mars. But like Andrew Wilson's vision is how can I squeeze more money out of these people? <laughs> Bobby Coding is like, well, I have this vision in which I'll just give up, take a pay cut, but I won't tell them that I get bonuses, which are in the hundreds oh, no, of the, millions. No, he's he's also not receiving bonuses anymore, but it's kind of pointless since he already received like a flip ton of bonuses in the past. For years. And his recent bonus was like a lot. Like, what was it? 150 million or something? I don't know, but it's like a lot of money. Yeah, so who cares that he's taking a pay cut, right? Like, at least when... At least when it, like when Nintendo was not doing so hot and Iwata was was like like the executive team and himself included is taking a pay cut like fifty percent less pay and they're not firing a single person. See, that is a responsible thing to do. Yeah. Taking actual responsibility. Not oh yeah, I'm taking a pay cut because we need to be we need to get back to standards. At the same time, 
hiring a law firm that is well known to be a union buster and not allow your people to unionize and not giving and not protecting your employees um, and people leaving in droves because surprise, surprise, more people are leaving. And this is, and the, the weirdest thing is it's someone that was recently put into, uh, into like managing like the top of uh, uh, Blizzard uh, when J. Allen Brack left. Um, gosh darn it, I have the name here. Quickly. Uh, Jen O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jen O'Neill and uh, blah, 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 the other guy, uh, Mike Ibarra, took over when uh, uh, Brack was uh, unceremoniously left from the company let's just put it that way um the real way to say it is he got his ass kicked out of the the store because he was managing very badly ungraciously yeah um so they were put in charge and they've only been in charge for like three months and apparently they were doing good work in terms of like you know trying to steer the the company and the team back into the right direction when it comes to um like you know taking care of the people there um, specifically Jen herself. And now Jen, just during the last shareholders meeting that happened uh, this past couple of weeks, she's like, yeah, I'm leaving. Like nobody, <laughs> was, like, nobody was aware that it was happening. It was a, like everybody that worked at the company found out after the shareholders meeting took place and it was announced there. Oh, damn. So the shares plummeted like 10 points, which is not good because it their shares have not been great since the allegations and the lawsuits came into play. And now people's morales have dipped again because she's leaving. Maybe she's should, leaving uh, at the end of the year. Maybe we should buy some uh, Activision Blizzard stock in this case because it's uh, on a low. I don't know, man. It, I, I, think I, it's I feel like a, I feel like a, a corporate raider. <laughs> mm, I don't know, man. I think if you really want to buy it before it gets completely tanked, um, you have to wait a little bit longer, but I'm not a, I'm not a stockbroker. This is not stock brokerage advice nope. right now. But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know what's going on with that, with Activision Blizzard. It is a whole mess. And, um, especially since, you know, Diablo and uh, Diablo four and Overwatch two also got delayed during that same share, during that same shareholder meeting, Things are not looking hot for that company. And Vanguard just came out. Like, I haven't checked the reviews for it yet. Uh, GameSpot gave it a 7. And IGN gave it... I don't know, because IGN did like a separate single-player review and a multiplayer mm. review. So I haven't checked oh, it. Cheaters. But <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I was like, you know, um, I played the beta. And it felt a lot like Modern Warfare because they built it on the Modern Warfare engine. But still, it's like... It, it misses that spark, you know? And Did you play the new Warzone, by the way? No, I haven't played Warzone in months. Yeah. I was uh, There's a, an update coming in December, which, will, which is called Warzone Pacific. And it adds a new Pacific map uh inspired by vanguard and it, i believe they also add a lot add a lot of vanguard weapons but i'm like you know i'm done with Warzone. i am counting down the days until battlefield 2042 comes out 
I'm even tempted to buy because that's a nasty move. But they have like multiple. I think I spoke about this last time. They have multiple editions. So I think we speak about it every time EA releases a game. Yeah. So like it's one version is eighty bucks because that's the, the normal MSRP, and then mm-hmm. you get the normal version. There's an edition yeah. for a hundred bucks, which gets you a week earlier access, which me which is in four days, and it includes a season pass. And then there's another bundle, which is 120 bucks, and they add all sorts of skins and whatever. I don't care. I am tempted to buy the 100 bucks version because I just want to play it a week early. I mean, don't, they, do, don't do it. Man. I'm, don't I'm do really it. resisting, but I don't. I can't, can't you get EA access to like get the week early access anyways? So I have Game Pass on PC. So I'm and then it gives you a 10 hour trial. So I'm, I'm aiming to play it on PC. For 10 hours and then hopefully that will get me my fix until it comes out next week i think that's the best thing to do yeah <laughs> come on man nah nah man nah because if it because here's the thing if you do that and you play it and it ends up not hold living up to your expectations man yeah i mean you're gonna be sad I, I the, the the one of the reasons why i don't want to buy it this week for the hundred bucks is because i'm afraid that it's going to be buggy as hell, even though there is going to be a day one patch. And then they'll probably release a, a fix next week, which will put the game in a better state. So I'm like, do I really want to be an early adopter in this case? I'm like, you know, I can wait. I I have loads to play. And, you know, uh, I'm trying to resist. I don't know. Check in with me at the end of the week. I don't know how it will be then. You know what they say. Patience is a virtue. I know. One I'm yeah. not good at. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, people are gonna be a little bit more. You're gonna have to be a little bit more patient though, because yeah. um, if you were hoping to get a graphics card, if you live in the U.S. specifically the West Coast, and you were hoping to get like a thirty sixty or a thirty seventy or a thirty eighty or a thirty ninety, well, you're. Uh, you're out of luck because a bunch of people pulled off a truck heist. I heard. Of all things, they pulled off a truck heist specifically on a truck that was loaded to the brim, apparently, with all sorts of NVIDIA graphics cards running from possibly the 3060s to the 3090s. And yeah, they made off with it. Yeah. Like, People were actually legit surprised, including yours truly. I was like, wait, that's people do that? Like, people, how did they even like, figure out there was a truckload of, of RTX G, uh, GPUs? I it have, must have been an I, insider. Okay, so it had, yeah, right. So it has to have been an insider, right? Because that's the only way that it would work. Um, it could also just be like, a, I think it's a, it was a crim, criminal ring. Mm, okay. Like it has to have been a criminal ring that has been paying attention to like, um, uh, what do you call those again? Shipments, and just have been paying attention to like which shipments go when and where, and they've just made like they just plotted it out and they've probably seen a pattern of it. Sound like and they're a, like okay, a Sherlock Holmes deduction, kind of, sorta. More like Ocean's Thirteen. Oh, okay. But 
but then like a truck heist. Um, so yeah, they boosted the truck, and like there is a lot of hardware in there. But NVIDIA has already notified the authorities, and all the serial numbers that were on that truck have been marked. So be careful when you buy something off a scalper, because it could be illegal hardware, and it will probably not work if you use it. Would it? Yeah, because they can essentially like mark that serial number as uh, stolen hardware. And when you try to, because you have to register like the hardware, right? When you want to get the updates mm-hmm. with the serial number. And if it reads the serial number, it's like, oh, this one was magged, flagged as stolen. It'll stop working. Oh, wow. So I even if you're buying it, it, even if you're buying it to mine the blockchain, <laughs> ugh. Yeah, is that, you is that get, what it you is You don't won't get very far. I don't know, and I don't care. It is dumb and it's annoying and it's ruining the planet. Maximilian, the crypto way too miner. Much energy. <laughs> I am not the crypto miner. Don't ever call me the crypto miner. Is it like I'm a... not? I'm not. I'm not. Kind of, I'm not this this bad person that is trying to ruin the environment by making myself richer. Yeah, because those things like burn out graphics card in like what a year and a half, and then it just becomes e waste. Also, they waste a lot of energy just to mine crypto. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, nuts to that. Um, But, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Start using Convoys when you're shipping out graphics cards? I don't know. what. Well, like, Let's do GTA style and just roll up a tank while we're at it. Honestly, at this point, why not? Yeah, Because it's weird, right, that this happened, which means I'm not sure. that this I can happen it, again. But I, these things have happened in the past. I'm not sure if it also happened with a console shipment. Was it with PS5s, I think? Or did this happen recently? With I think so. Yeah, this happened with PS5s. Because the funny thing is, is and it might actually happen again soon, because Sony has been airlifting uh, PS5s into the UK, but like they, they're using these 747s, which carry 50 pallets, I think, of PS5s. Mm. And they're, they have like three planes flying in. And I don't know if they're doing it for other countries as well, but they're doing it to kind of make sh- to create a supply for the holidays. Um, well, they I mean, have to because there are not enough like truck drivers in the UK. Yeah. So I think this is the reason why they're doing it specifically for the UK. Uh, and and the rest of the world just has to wait till a boat shows up in a port and then divide the shipment over the rest of the Oh, Europe. they show up at the port. They just can't enter the port because there's not enough people at the ports working. I mean, like, how does this happen? Is the UK's infrastructure so dependent no, no, no. This on is, foreign this is, people? Well, that too, obviously. So, you know, Brexit, great. Um, but we're not a political channel. Um, yeah. However, this is not just a UK thing. Like, the whole ship the supply shipment stuff is like a global issue there are literally a bunch of ships waiting outside of ports for their turn to unload their stuff and there's not enough people in at ports because of like um people that are not vaccinated or they don't have enough people because they're sick because of you know the, the rona and um and so on and so forth so like shipping is really bad Mm. On top of the whole chip shortages shortage thing that is going to last apparently at least until 2023, 
at the earliest. Man, like in general, like if you want to get something and it has to come by boat, you're going to have to be patient. Like a lot of patient. Yeah. And that is not something that a lot of people have these days. So, yeah. Um, other than that, right. There was the, there was the, 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 um, the GTA thing that I wanted to talk about. The GTA 6 thing that I wanted to talk about. There, there was this one rumor. Don't tell me it's a rumor that development has been rocky and they've rebooted it multiple times because I don't believe that shit. Oh, so you have read it. No, I saw it on Instagram. Somebody shared like uh, 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 an image of it uh, yesterday. And I'm like, nah, that's bullshit, man. Because GTA went into pre-production last year. And I cannot, like people are acting like GTA 6 has been in development for years. But it's not. The game just went into pre-production last year. So they're like, they don't have anything, you know? And this is something Rockstar said themselves that the game went into pre-production last year because Rockstar had the whole debacle with crunch and also a little bit of a toxic workspace and stuff like that. So they were, Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so they were first working on that to f- kind of fix that and they have implemented things to make it a better workplace because I read an interview about it and in that same interview they mentioned which is an interview of last year I think it was by Kotaku the same interview they talked about that they just had entered pre-production on GTA 6. So like that's yeah. why when people say stuff like, or said stuff like, GTA 6 is going to be a launch title for PS5, I was like, hell no. Oh, that, shit ain't oh, that never out. made sense. No, yeah. that never made sense. Yeah, because at the least reason why they would be 2025. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because at like, least, yeah. Because the joke is here is that apparently they were working on it before, like pre-production levels and stuff. But I remember because someone left Rockstar. Uh, yeah, like it was, I think uh, when was this? Like last year? No, no, it was a while back. Because they, like, like two years ago. So they had a lawsuit with somebody. Uh, I forgot his name. The guy went. The guy was a pretty important character or a key figure in Rockstar because he exactly. basically uh, they owed like a lot to him because he fixed a lot of stuff and got GTA Five to a point where it was actually this good. And um, then he went on a sabbatical. And then when he came back from sabbatical, he suddenly was fired without him knowing by the Hauser brothers. And so what he did is he sued the company for wrongful termination and for royalties not paid. And then they settled out of court and he got millions. And then he started a new studio and he's working on an open world game. So imagine like that... um, uh, revenge is a dish best served cold, I believe they say. So imagine him like making an open world game and he's like a big mastermindy figure behind GTA. So like if there's ever going to be a GTA killer, this guy is the one that might be able to pull it off. Um, and I think yeah. one of those Hauser brothers or both also left Rockstar. I think one of them left Rockstar recently. Yeah. But apparently that departure is what kind of drove everything into turmoil. And that's what forced the reboot of the whole GTA 6 franchise uh, pro, uh, project. So, I mean, I'm inclined to believe it because um, I think Jason Schreier like even commented because someone tweeted it on like uh, tweeted it out 
that that whole rumor thing like in a in a thread i'm pretty sure um i'm pretty sure he commented on it that um there's more truth to this rumor than we we could possibly imagine and like don't expect like gta 6 to come out until at least 2025 yeah because they are nowhere near like going into actual full production until maybe next year if at all so that's why they've been leaning like it's not just because they've been making a kajillion dollars off of gta online (laughs) and honestly i still do i honestly think that that because if you really think about it if that's the reason why we still haven't heard anything about a gta 6 like not even like a whisper from like uh rockstar that might also be the reason why uh red dead redemption online um basically just kind of died because it could be because of all the turmoil that's going on there that they are like unable to like focus on anything yeah i mean they they somehow made this whole remastered definitive edition and i mean they have multiple studios doing it so um that's not an issue it's just that like uh people when i said it to a couple of friends of mine they were like i don't want to play those games i want gta 6 and i'm like yeah but you don't understand this is a completely different studio working on it so they have multiple studios that will do stuff for them like yeah but we want gta 6 i'm like stop acting like a spoiled little child you know (laughs) uh yeah well that's gamers yeah yeah um and lastly uh the thing that i wanted that i wanted to bring up before we go to what we've been playing um nintendo had a big old uh shareholder meeting as well and they talked about a bunch of stuff um they talked about how well nintendo switch online is doing um they have i think 32 million subscribers but they're fudging the numbers a little bit because they're also counting like family members. Like if you buy the family member pass, like that gives you like how many people? I think five? six or so. Six or so people can, uh, five or so people can join in. So a total of six people can be on a family plan. And they count each family member as a subscriber. Wow. So cooking the books. Kind of seems like it. But eh, it's fine, whatever. Um, it's not like, something where it's not something new. I mean, but I mean, it, I mean, not Nintendo's not the only one that does stuff like this. No, but it's okay. Um, Nintendo tends to cook the books more often, so it's okay. Uh-huh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they talked, yeah. So they talked about that a little bit. They talked about, um, you know, what they're, the, how the future's looking forward to. And they made this super hilarious slide that does three things. Yeah. One, it showed that they are working on the next generation of hardware, mm-hmm. which is coming out in somewhere in 20XX. So all you Mega Man fans rejoice. <laughs> yeah. If you get that reference, you get that reference. Two, the same graphic shows that the last consoles that they worked on before the Switch was the DS and the Wii, completely ignoring the Wii U and the 3DS. Weird and awkward. Um, and probably the most important thing in all, in all of this is that um, 
it still shows that Nintendo um, is still looking forward to what's coming next. Um, it's just that they did it in a very kind of trolley way. <laughs> like people are like, ah, seriously, you're going to put it on there like that? It's like, well, okay, first of all, the graphic is not for us. It's for shareholders. And I'm pretty sure a majority of those shareholders are not video game enthusiasts. I wonder um, why would somebody buy shares in a company if you don't if you're not passionate about the company? Really? Always, dude. The yeah. almighty dollar, man, or in this case the almighty yen. But yeah. It's all, like shareholders like unless they are they have some weird passion for whatever the company is doing, it's always because of the money. Yeah. You have like some shareholders that have like philanthropical um, personalities to them and they want to see a company succeed. That's why they buy, you know, shares in it, but they buy a lot of shares in it, but they don't um, like do anything drastic with essentially the, 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 the power that they have. But there's a, those are few and far between. Mm-hmm. There are not, there are not nearly enough bored, rich people that want to support a company for the right reasons. They're really just doing it just to increase their uh, wallets. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> nodding and smiling, nodding and smiling. I don't know what to say. Nodding and smiling. Nodding and smiling. Yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, there's more stuff in the, in the shareholder stuff, but I haven't really gotten the chance to go through it all. Um, but that's kind of it when it comes to news. It's not a lot, but it is a lot to uh, be a little bit concerned about. I mean, we're heading into the holiday season, so uh, plus a lot of games got pushed to November. So this we're month, also so having, there's a bunch uh, of stuff coming out. The Game Awards next month. So uh... the Game Awards is like, yeah, it is. It is a month away. It is. I the December ninth, right? Wait, doesn't that mean that voting is already over? I don't know. think if that's true then we should know what the nominees are right nope not yet okay we don't know what the nominees are quite yet um but apparently keanu reeves christopher nolan and gal Gadot will be presented for awards so that's a thing oh that's nice as long as they don't do anything cringy. Oh wait, this was from December 9th, twenty twenty. Never mind. No. Yeah, they did last year, right? Because yeah, uh, wasn't uh, Denzel Washington's son also presenting an award? Oh, okay. I I literally didn't. They uh, yeah. I mean, like as long as they don't do cringy stuff, I'm always okay with it. It just also feels out of place when like a famous movie star or film director makes an appearance at a game show. It was like. You don't belong here. You're like a sore thumb that's sticking out right now. It's like it doesn't. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, and nothing is life yet. But, you know, look forward to that. That's going to be interesting. The funny thing Um, is, is I don't even have a game of the year. You probably have, but I don't have a game of the year. You know what? Neither do I. I, I, I mentioned I, this during my stream last week. I don't have a game of the year. 
Dang, I have to think about it. I don't uh, think I... Yeah. Maybe Dread? I think in my case, maybe Lost in Random. Mm. Yeah, maybe Dread, but I'm not... Even that I'm not 100% confident in. Like, not not to say that Dread is a bad game. That is not yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just saying that out of the games that I've played... Well, for one, I haven't played a lot of new games this year. Um... And the games that I have played, they're good, but not something that makes me go like, oh, MG, this is like game of the year kind of stuff. Like what you would what you would normally feel in your core, in your gut when you <laughs> play a game. And it's like, yeah. you know, you're playing, the, you're playing the game and you finish the game or you're playing the game and you don't want to stop, right? Yeah. Or it has like a go- memorable experience. Or it has a memorable experience. Um, just throughout the game or like a memorable moment that makes yeah. you go like, oh my gosh, this is like the next evolution of video games, right? Because that's kind of like not necessarily, okay, maybe not the next evolution of video games. That might be a little bit too much. But yeah. Something that really touches you on a, Let on me a put fundamental it level. It makes you an ambassador for that game and you just want to spread your passion with other people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a game that I don't have a game this year that does that. I think Lost in Random comes close because I did not expect that game to be as good as and as fun. Mm. Um, But like I was maybe it's I haven't played Kina and I haven't played Ratchet and Clank, so maybe I'm missing out on those games, and probably you know. But um, and I think for a lot of people, it'll be like something like Halo Infinite. Or for me, it might be Battlefield once I play it. But up until this point, I don't have anything where it's like, that's my game of the year. Yeah. And I'm thinking what it was last year, but I can't remember what it was last year. Mm. Yeah, I'd have to think about that one too. I don't remember either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, this is so weird, man. I feel like now that we're talking about like game of the year stuff, I feel so out of sync. Hmm? Like yeah, I've this... played game. Here's the thing: I've played games that I enjoy, especially on stream, obviously. Yeah. But with exceptions of like DLC stuff, I haven't played something actually new outside of like metroid dread on stream everything that else that i've played is just games that i enjoy to play huh yeah. this is a weird year i mean like i don't want to i i'm playing death stranding right now and i'm really enjoying it again i don't but i don't want that to be my game of the year because it's a game that was in 2019 or 2018 no game but this has more stuff this has new stuff it's a new experience it's different from when you played it the well first I'll, time. I'll give you this there are some uh, cyberpunk thingies in it that add some cool stuff and makes it really nice. But I'll tell it in what we're what we what I've been what we've been playing. Sure. All right. So let's wrap it up and stick around, and we'll be right back with the second segment. What we've been playing. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second and final segment of this episode, which is, of course, what we've been playing. So, Sean Templar, 
What have you been playing? I uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but I finally finished Mass Effect. Yes, you did. I did Mass Effect Three, yeah. And uh, yeah. after that, I started playing uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut, and um, I mean, like it's Death Stranding with a lot of extras in it, and it looks really nice. Uh, the cool thing is, is they've added like graphics mode. So I don't know if it was in the PS4 Pro version, but in the PS5 build, you have quality mode and performance mode and in a quality mode or in performance mode it hits 60 fps with checkerboard rendering but in quality mode it does native 4k and it tries to hit 60 fps which it hits a lot of the times but there's this option widescreen so if you turn it on it just puts a black bar on the top and on the bottom of your screen and then it locks the frame rate at 60 fps which is funny so i've been playing in that and just the game still visually just blows me away. I'm like, holy crap, this game looks so good. Um, I mean, yeah, it's Death Stranding. They added the, the... I know that for the PC version at the time, there was like a collaboration between CD Projekt Red. So they had a lot of cyberpunk stuff in the game. They've added this to the director's cut as well. So you occasionally get orders from a certain V that you have to find microchips and stuff. And then when you do that, you get rewards for it so i got a reward yesterday which was the arm of johnny silverhand so you can equip that as an arm then you have like this silver robotic arm and also does <laughs> things it's not just visually it helps with climbing and stuff like that um you can get the face tattoo things like the 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 one v has on his face that separates his face a bit um yeah stuff like that i'm i'm in chapter seven i think in the clifford chapter I love those World War One, World War Two levels they've added to it. It just adds; it's so it has a great atmosphere. I wish they made like a separate game of of something like that. We're pretty mm. dark, but it would be like a perfect Souls game, you know. Um, and um, I've been playing a little bit of Yakuza Three, but I kind of wanted to put all my time and effort into uh, Death Stranding. So I haven't played a lot of Yakuza 3. I managed to play Age of Empires 4. Um, it's finally out, and I have Game Pass for it. I played a couple of the single-player missions because they have four campaigns, and one of them is a British campaign, I believe. So I've played a couple of the missions. It looks really nice. It plays really familiar, which isn't a bad thing. Um, they've added like these small quality-of-life things that make the overall experience better. Um, we played... I played co-op with a friend of mine against an easy enemy, and we got our asses handed. First, of course, a normal enemy, we got our asses handed to us, and then we almost had our asses handed to us with an easy enemy. So I don't know what was going on there, because, you know, I've conquered China. I made it grow larger, so I don't know what happened here, you know. Uh, Maybe you're rusty, man. I, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's it, basically. All right. Yeah, I haven't done. Yeah, I haven't played a lot, so. Yeah, well, that's fine. I mean, you finally finished Death Stranding. Us uh, start. Gosh darn it! I keep saying Death Stranding when I mean. Days gone. Days gone. On, yeah, on stream. Yeah, it was the second time I finished the game. So, and the funny part was like last week's stream, I thought I finished it, and then someone was like, "No, I don't think you finished it because I've already played these parts and still not the ending." And I was like, "No, I thought I had finished this." <laughs> And then, yeah, I mean, I finished this Sunday and I'm thinking about streaming Uncharted 2 upcoming Sunday because I just want to play a little bit more smaller, more focused game. But I'm not sure yet. Maybe something will pop up that I want to play. So, 
But that's mm-hmm. basically been me. What have you been playing? Uh, well, um, as you know, the new update came out for Animal Crossing New Horizons and the DLC Happy Home Paradise. Um, so I've been playing that like every day again. Like seriously, like what the heck, Nintendo? I saw the how, stream. How do you do stream. that? How do they do that? How do they add more content and just like just reel you back in? You know, it's kind of crazy because I like I touch that game once every six months now like after like the initial like the after the initial four to six months when it came out first and everybody was playing animal crossing i was playing it every day nonstop, and then i kind of just petered out because i was just playing it every day and was just kind of like nothing new was getting added yeah or nothing interesting new was getting added you know they brought holidays and stuff like that but yeah holidays you had animal crossing year. fatigue yeah, I mean, most people did, right? Yeah. So most people, like, there are some people that literally play every day because that's just the thing that they play. Liam. Um, but here's the thing. Liam really, we keep name dropping this guy. He needs to get on the podcast, man. Like, I know, but he's playing hard to get. So I think this is like a call to him from us and the fans. Liam. We Finally. need to get you on the podcast. Yeah, right. get we need your to ass talk Animal Crossing. Yeah, we need to talk Animal Crossing and like his, like I, I have you. You probably still haven't seen it, right? Like I don't have the game anymore. So, but I heard he does some crazy stuff. Yeah, but you know, you, I think he's, he's posted some stuff on his Instagram. Oh, th- those things I have seen. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, like his stuff, like his island is the best. Seriously, because it's all like Japanese style and it's just so cool i know there are a bunch of people that do that but like so i'm sorry i am biased um (laughs) so like what liam has done like over the past like ah she's like what is it it's been almost a year since i know this guy just seeing his island just take shape into what it is is just so remarkable to see i love it i love it um yeah like he really put some effort into it i had to like I had to make space so I can farm because you can now make you can now farm like crops. You can grow wheat, you can grow potatoes, you can grow carrots, you can grow sugarcane, you can make dishes, you can now wow. find the DIY recipes for food, which is really cool. If you catch certain fish, like your villager will get this idea like, oh, I can make this. Uh, I can make this uh, meal now. And then it's like, oh, you learn to make, I don't know, baked uh, baked, uh, baked Alaska or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. They also added the Roost, which is this coffee shop that every Animal Crossing has had except New Leaf, which is really weird. Plus, we knew that this was coming because it got data mined as soon as the game released last year oh, that damn. this this was coming and they didn't do anything so people are like when is the roost coming is the roost coming is it something that they just decided to abandon and this is just leftover code nobody knew and then finally they announced it during the during the direct and the animal crossing direct and now he's finally here and you can go to him and he'll make you a steaming hot cup of joe and uh, you can go there with your friends if you're playing online multiplayer. You can um, 
if you have amiibos or amiibo cards of villagers, you can invite them and they'll sometimes bring other uh, animals to the to the roost and you can chill and have coffee with them um, and, you know, build relationships. And then, and then you have all the new content that they added, um, including fan favorite Froggy Chair, which is a chair that look that has a frog face, and I it's think, been there uh, since the N sixty four days. And people are people were so upset that it wasn't in New Horizons, and then they added it in this update, and people went completely ballistic. Seriously, they're really weird. I can uh, that, think like, of one person it. that uh, loved it, probably. But you mean me? No, Soups. Oh, oh yeah. Soups definitely loved that one. I can tell you that one. Yeah. Soups definitely loved uh, seeing the froggy chair. I know. Because it is their, like, image. It, okay. I don't know how to say that. Je like, ne sais pas. In a, in a good way, right? Yeah. Because we, we call them the frog, the, the frog queen. So... <laughs> Um, in a loving way, of course, of course. Um, yeah, so it's been really fun to like just rediscover Animal Crossing again, and the DLC, the Happy Home uh, Paradise, um, where you can design vacation homes for animals, like is so zen. It's such mm. a zen thing to do because there's no time pressure. There's no pressure in getting it just right. You already get the, the 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 furniture that you need to basically complete the mission and everything is just left up to your imagination to essentially do as you please um as long as it you know adheres to the style that they're going for and i've just been having a lot of fun doing that and Cap'n is back the kappa who brings you to an island and sings you sea shanties while he does that just yeah, just a good old, just good clean fun. It, it's been nice rediscovering Animal Crossing. Other than that, uh, I've been playing stuff on and off. Oh, so Guardians of the Galaxy released. I know. I really want to play it. And I played the Trial Cloud version on my Switch. How was that? Huh. Let me put it this way: when it booted up. It was kind of glitchy, and I played it on my TV on purpose because I have the OLED dock, which has like the what? Not that it's different from the wired solution that I had before, which was the old Wii um, uh, Ethernet adapter mm -hmm. that went through the USB. So it's like basically it's the same thing. It's just it's built in, but I wanted to have a wired connection just to make sure that it goes smoothly, and the initial load was kind of bad. But after okay. that, it was fine. After that load, it was fine. It ran great. The game looks superb. I had not noticeable input lag, as far as I could tell. Um, someone with better reaction times and eyes would probably notice a lot. Will notice it a lot better than me. But the problem with these uh, cloud trials is they're always like five minutes. So you don't really get like a good grasp of like what the game has to offer. And then it just kicks you out. It's like, oh yeah, thanks for playing. Um, you can either go back to the main menu or you can go and buy it. Yay. Buy it. In quotes. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a cloud version. You're buying a license to play a game. You're not buying the game. 
Yeah. It's even worse than just buying the downloaded version of the game. At least that you have like the data on your hardware. But at least this allows people to play it on Switch. And honestly, I wish it wasn't that expensive. Because then I'd be like, you know what? This is a very viable way of playing this game on the Switch. Okay. Yeah, because it, it looks fine. I mean, it looks like you would expect it on a... I mean, it's running at 1080p, of course, because it's on a Switch. The Switch only does 1080p. But it looks sharp. It looks good. Like, the game itself, of course, looks very nice. Like, I really love the art direction of this game. Like, it is a really good-looking game. But um, the one thing I will say about Guardians of the Galaxy is the 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 gunplay feels a little bit off. I it doesn't that was feel one of the more more common things called critiques for the game. Yeah, like I was like, mm. here's the thing when it when it comes to like gameplay and nuances about gameplay, it gets really hard to like convey it unless you play the game right especially it, like if a gameplay is if the gameplay is bad you can say it's bad but if there's something very specifically nuanced about the gameplay that is not a hundred percent there but is still playable it gets harder to convey until you play it yourself yeah and that's basically my what i got from from that the the gunplay kind of tries to do the the active reload thing from from Gears of War, and it works just fine. It's just the aiming feels a bit off, and what you normally have on consoles is you always have a little bit of um, auto targeting, like or assisted targeting, and uh, I don't know if that's if it's on or if it's off or if it's on but it's set to like really low. And I don't know if it's something that you can adjust in the menu. I didn't have a chance to check it because I only had five minutes. It's a short time for a trial. It's way too short. Yeah. Yeah. At least give like 30 minutes. At least, yeah, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 Like, even 20 minutes would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I will. Yeah. I will. I mean, I guess they don't want people to actually buy the game. <laughs> the cloud version, at least. Yeah, but it's not just them. Like every cloud version of a Switch game has that same trial. Uh, that same trial. It's probably the same company that does this, that provides the cloud I think service. It's Nin- I think it's Nintendo that actually does it. Really? I think so. Because well, they all have like literally like different companies have put out cloud versions of their games on Switch. They all have literally the same interface. They all have the same time limit: five minutes. It's way too sus that a specific cloud company is doing it for these guys. I feel like it's a Nintendo template. I don't know. But I don't know. I I, I don't know. I uh maybe someone will someday report on it and give us a bit more detail. But until then, I guess we'll just have to wait. And that is pretty much what I've been playing. Awesome. Yeah. So, Sean, with that said, will you do us the honors? I will try, as always. So thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Game Rivals. Um, We always really appreciate your support. 
You can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it, we're probably there. Um, you can find us on YouTube as well. Um, we'll put the link in the description for this video. Um, you can email us, GameRivals at feedback, GameRivalsFeedback at gmail.com. Um, we're on Twitter, Game underscore Rivals underscore. Uh, Maximilian is also on Twitter, at Maximilian. Um, we're both on Twitch, twitch.tv slash John Templer and twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X. Um, we're both on Instagram, Game Rival, at Game Rivals and at Maximilian underscore X. And that's it, I think. Yep. That's and it. don't forget, we now post questions of the episodes. If you're listening to this on uh, Spotify, uh, last week's question was, of course, about the Nathan, the Nathan Drake, oh, the okay. Uncharted movie uh, trailer. Um, this week's question is going to be about NFTs. Oh, great. Do you own any NFTs? What do you think about NFTs get, getting into video games and ruining gaming as a whole? Not just, <laughs> but just mostly, what do you think about it as a addition to a video game uh to the video game spectrum as it were nice on that note i have been and always will be sean templer and i have been and will always be maximilian x and we'll catch you on the next one later